Blog Talk Radio. Talk radio program. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and I am so delighted to welcome you all back here today in what is really quite a ramped up show schedule. Um, and I am just so happy to be bringing such a variety of guests who I know can assist us in very powerful ways. And today, I have coming on the line in just a moment. Someone I feel is going to speak to many of us, those of us listening live right now. I'm actually going to share a little bit about um, how I came to be here during the day during this show because it's very relevant to what this this wonderful author has to say. And I want to invite those of you who are out there, no matter when you're listening to this show, whether you're in the workplace now or perhaps some of you encountered some hurdles or relationship issues or different things in the workplace. And I come to you as one such person. I would not be doing this show if not for some things that, having read this author's book now, may have been assisted with some of some of some management um common managerial situations that we all find ourselves in and how do we reach our goals. And the author that I have here in just a moment is Ingrid Martin, and she wrote The Ungame, Foreplay to Business as Unusual. And this goes beyond business. It applies to life itself. It applies whether you're a manager or you're an employee. No matter where you find yourself, whether you're an entrepreneur, um, what Ingrid is speaking about in this book can apply in many different ways. But we are going to find today that if you are in a situation where you are a manager and you're seeking to have a better relationship with those around you and observe what's going on, Ingrid has some wonderful insights to share. Now, just a little bit more about Ingrid. Um, She is a very experienced coach. Um, She really brings a beautiful authenticity to her writing and clearly to her work. Um, She brings all of herself to what she is doing to help us to be more authentic in what we're unfolding in our professional lives and how that interacts with our greater selves. 
She is also a very experienced speaker. I'm actually familiar with the Vistage organization where um, they speak to to CEOs and and, um, organizational leaders, and she is a speaker who has been selected for that. You actually do need to be selected. And she's been on any number of wonderful media shows, and it is just such a delight, without any further delay, to have her here. Um, Welcome, Ingrid. I am so happy to have you on the program. Susan, thank you. What a great acknowledgement. I'm going to have a very good time. (laughs) Well, I'm going to... I will tell you, and and see, this is what I know. I know a lot of people who are kind of in their second career. I mean, that's that's me. Um, And how did we get here? There are people listening out there who... Um, have experienced a lot of things. And I will tell you that rarely do I encounter a book that in some ways is kind of a trigger for me. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I I was going deeper and deeper, and I want to explore it even more, truthfully, because, (laughs) just so you know, I worked on an executive floor. um, And I was actually, I worked for a software company because I have a master's in computer science, and I was given a very unusual position, which essentially was created, we kind of created it, where I had an opportunity to influence communications at a company. And then I encountered some interesting things, which I can't, I will not go into all of that today because I don't want to get too close to some of that. I mean, it'd be too much. But because of this experience, and then now also having my own company that I'm launching, I I very much relate to what you're saying, having worked in the software industry for many, many years, and and this book is it's a, applicable to many industries. And I know there are people listening out there who, um, you know, maybe maybe they're frustrated because it just didn't work. I mean, and, and I'm kind of bringing this. I, I felt that coming out of me, Ingrid, as I was reading your book. And so you're gonna see me being a little more authentic today, although I try to be authentic, just because it's really surfacing some things in me, because I want to see organizations improve. I mean, I can just see so many keys here. So, so Ingrid, um, tell us about this book and how you came to write it and, and what you feel it can do for the workplace. Oh, well... In in a way, Susan, it could be said that the book wrote me. Mm. Um, when when there's something that you're passionate about, then uh, it just uh, you need to allow it to come forward, and that's that's really uh, what happened. And by the way, um, your enthusiasm. Uh, really is uplifting. And when I think about what's in the book. One of the things that uh, for whether for all managers, and quite frankly, we are all managers in some aspect of our lives, um, acknowledgement is uh, true acknowledgement, not uh, empty compliments, but true acknowledgement (laughs) goes such a long way to inspire and motivate, which is a part of the roles of a a manager. But to your question, how um, I wrote the book, I I came to the United States when I was 
close to 12 years old, and even at that age, I saw the gap between what people said and what they did. And I had a unique perch uh, as an observer that was impossible for people who've grown up here to have. And so I saw some things that uh, if people had been aware of them, they might not have been doing. And uh, so it fascinated me how thinking actually determines what we do. And, you know, one thing leads to another. I'm interested in human beings. I'm interested in human behavior. Um, I went on to be an educator. And really, when you mention, you know, people are in a second career, that may very well be true. And if if they look back, all of the skills and all of the things that they have learned, uh, whether it's in volunteer work or in their career, uh, all applies to everything else. So while I have morphed from being a uh, teacher of languages to then going into uh, corporate America as uh, in training and consulting, uh, finally, though, coming to the coach, um, I, I see myself as a, a lifelong educator. So yeah. everything just has led from the beginning to to where I am. There's nothing extraneous, but I saw a lot of suffering that uh, was happening uh, with people uh, certainly hardworking, um, earnest, uh, willing, uh, and what, uh, what they weren't seeing about their self-limiting uh, conversations and thoughts, um, you know, was holding them back. And and like you, I'm really, really interested in um, moving people um, or having people move themselves beyond fear and into empowerment. Yes, yes. I I have to say, Ingrid, I feel like I'm experiencing your book because I can't help but um, you tell us to be observers. And and so I'm going to ask you some honest questions based on my own observations of how I'm responding to this is as you really lay out quite a an insightful thoughtful way of going about um um fostering relationship in the workplace i i feel that 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 really came through and yet my question here is it seems ingrid what what many of us have encountered is is there so many pressures you know, people are so stressed, and um, you know, I I'll, I'll, I had an experience once where somebody got really upset with me, and then I found out they had just been yelled at, <laughs> and, and that kind of thing happens. And there's always the rush, and there's you know, I was in a situation which was very public at the time. Anyway, you know, where we were being taken over potentially. You know, there was like a potential merger going. On. You know, there can be. All kinds of things is what I guess I'm saying. When you're at that level, and everybody seems to be in a rush. And so we don't take the time, it seems, to take the steps or to to to, to look at the process. And, and so how can you help us with that, Ingrid? Because I so want to see this, what I see at this places. Um, moving forward so we can take these wonderful businesses and do good things with them. 
Yes, and what you're describing, Susan, is um, uh, is uh, unfortunately um, a drivenness that yes. um, is um, uh, beyond that which is is healthy. Now, having drive is awesome, right? Yeah, <laughs> being motivated, <laughs> uh, being moved to and inspired and pulled, and all of that's great. Uh, but the drivenness that we're talking about here is um, is upsetting to people. It um, it it has them not enjoy uh, their job, their life. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it, uh, there is no savoring, uh, and and that is um, you know the, the the happiness of Americans. This is documented. Uh, has uh, steadily declined since the 1950s. And so I am very concerned about that, and it's interesting that you lead off with that. Um, uh-huh. There are so many factors. True, and all the more reasons then to uh, to um, have the mindset and the tools to get yourself grounded so yes. that no matter what happens around you, um, you can uh, come uh, with an all is well um, frame of mind, yeah. and uh, that that doesn't mean that you are Pollyanna-ish or expect no breakdowns or obstacles. However, how you respond to those obstacles and how you respond to your thinking that is is always in your control. So while the pressures are external. Uh, you have no control about somebody getting upset with you and all, all of the things that um, you mention. Um, how we respond, that is within our control. And so the four steps that I go into in the Ungame, those are really the, the four steps that I, we always go through in every coaching session uh, that, that I do. So what you see and, and respond to did get created out of my own experience of of coaching <laughs> yes. in this model and what it is that I um, do in uh, partnership with my clients because, you know, we're not uh, in this alone. And in, in coaching, and in the, you may have noticed in the ungame, uh, there is a partnership uh, uh, mentality, and it's yes. a very respectful process um, so that I, I, I'm not leading as a matter of fact, uh, the client leads and I follow. You know, I just help them see what they're not seeing. So you ask, how can, you know, how can I help? Well, we know, you and I, that all of us uh, have blind spots. No matter how advanced we are in our career, um, in our life, no matter how wise we are, there are some things we are not seeing and so all of us can benefit from a coach. We don't need a coach. You know, a lot of your listeners probably are very successful people. They don't need a coach. And uh, do, um, can their life be easier, better, and can they go further um, and with greater ease and, and enjoyment? Um, yes, with a good coach they can. And the book um, goes into that so that people can use some of the tools um, you know, by themselves, um, so that they're coming from uh, a different mindset, and and there are some specific things um, in there 
in, in the steps that we take that you will probably ask me about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, although I feel we can only brush the surface of, of all that's there. And I have to say I appreciate that in this book you take an approach where, and, and it's it's rather ironic because I'm reading the story, um, which is so relevant. I find that very synchronistic, actually, because I've worked in environments exactly like you're describing, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. I, and you talk about a particular scenario. I mean, it, it's it's through um, a fictional situation, which isn't totally fiction, that you unfold very real situations that occur, and 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 really that it seems like you know it starts. I mean, let's start at the beginning here, where you're helping some. Um, through this story, to to observe and to 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 really get in, I would call it really the space of the heart in a way, you know, to to get out of and and you talk about we've heard this term the monkey mind and what our relationship is to that, which I find very interesting that that um, you you help us to look at that in a new way, the monkey mind. I wonder if we could talk about that a little bit. I'd love to, um, particularly since you also mentioned the space of the heart, um, which uh, it could be said that the ungame, but also your and my life and and everyone's life, uh, is um, or has the potential of... um, of, of of being a hero's journey, yes. and so we take that metaphor from Joseph Campbell, the the hero's journey, meaning that um, you know there are challenges and opportunities and paths in 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 our life that we um, we have to forge. Uh, in other words, if we see a path in the woods, it's not ours. Um, yes. Our hero's journey means forging new paths. Uh, or a new path, and that uh, we can do and accomplish with our hero's heart. So that heart space is about the space of of contribution. It's the space that we are, and I use that word intentionally, um, it is uh, beyond the circumstances of our lives, beyond the pressures, beyond the upsets, beyond... Um, anything that occurs in physical reality, it is that which is timeless about us, um, our best and highest self. And, and that is the hero's heart. And, and, and with those qualities of contribution, and, and you know, we get to literally choose if we are creators of our own lives um, rather than um, you know, a feather in the wind, we get to choose who we are willing to be. Uh, yeah. And that uh, we can talk about a little bit more, but you had asked me about the monkey mind. Well, you know, that space of the heart, that uh, highest self, that quality that we can access, and we do not routinely access it, uh, or not at- intentionally at least, but we can, that is is always in a um, contest, if you will, with uh, monkey mind, and monkey mind is a, a Buddhist uh, term. Um, I borrowed that from our Buddhist friends, 
who uh, which literally is that that self-limiting chatter that we hear you know that voice over that's that's uh, always there or almost always there uh, especially when we're up to something big especially when yeah. you know we want to start a second career or we're yeah. making a decision about taking a trip or we you know we have a um some con uh some courageous conversation we need to have with someone uh at that point you know we're hearing monkey mind which says oh don't do that you know <laughs> this could get you into trouble you you know you know you can't handle that uh if you were um jane maybe you could handle it but you're not <laughs> and all of those kinds of things um that self-limiting conversation is always our companion and our loyal opponent, if you will, on life's playing field. Uh, and nothing is big enough for monkey mind except the hero's heart. And in the book, you know, um, I really do show uh, people um, in action through the coaching process. Um, it gets revealed, it, get, it unfolds, and I appreciate your using that word, it unfolds. Yeah. Yeah. how that can be done and uh and and that part of us is always superior to monkey mind and in the book you know i also show people um uh, how to recognize monkey mind and and some ways certainly to uh, outplay it i like saying outplaying it because we take ourselves so very seriously and even though life is serious why not look upon it as a as a game in which we are playing to win. Yes. Yes. Well, and something I appreciate and I know that that many of my colleagues now in in are feeling much the same way in that we truly want to create socially conscious organizations. Um whether it be a nonprofit if you're on a board or if you're involved in a business venture. And I am finding this more and more. And this, of course, is going to motivate you to do this in the most heartful way. Um, and, and so I feel like many of us, Ingrid, and I know there are listeners to this show very much in this category, um, we are venturing beyond what maybe our more limiting experiences were in the corporate world. Not to say that those experiences couldn't have been more expansive. There are listeners who, you know, we can certainly look at how, you know, how can organizations change and be hopeful that, that they can. But, um, I, I just feel trying to trying to formulate a question here as I'm I'm, I'm going on is is there's something you say I think if I could encourage people and it's helping me right now is you know right at the beginning you talk about if you're in a fog you know what would you do if you're driving in a fog and you know a, a giant truck is coming far too often we don't take the time to look. And and that seems to be a really key element here is you have to stop and look. You can't just rush ahead because there's a tendency to still do that. And and so um, perhaps we can launch into, um, as best we can in this limited time, um, looking at these 
these four steps, you know, as much as you can reveal in a limited time, um, as to how it can help us us observe where we are and get us where we truly want to go. Well, I'd love to talk about that. Um, I'd like to respond to something that you said that, um, you know, uh, we don't take the time to look. And that in itself is very interesting, uh, is that we rush, 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 rush. Um, And I wonder, and I'm not making this as an assertion, I am wondering if, uh, um, as we are rushing, that we are avoiding uh, looking at what what we really uh, deeply um, care um, and long for. And and whether we are, um, if there's something we aren't talking about, and um, and I suspect, and I'm choosing my language carefully, I suspect (laughs) many of us are uh, rushing, 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 so that we do not see uh, or feel the pain of some of the um, some of the meaninglessness that uh, we are. Facing in life, and 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 as you said, uh, there are many, many, many of us waking up and wanting, and longing for, and doing something about creating socially conscious organizations. Uh, so I, I I see us moving in that direction, but we can't. You're right. We can't move in that direction unless we um, we tell the truth, which uh, is yeah. um, you know, and we can't tell the truth unless we see something clearly. Uh, so uh and 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 it may be that one of the reasons that uh, we resonate with this kind of coaching process is that it 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 is about choosing a meaningful life and we uh resisting some of the uh things that are ha- have been fed uh to us forever and ever in a consumer um in a consumer culture that does not um, value, um, as some of us are now certainly um, saying stop, and we want to value the socially conscious organizations, which are out there, even big companies and small companies. Uh, Patagonia uh, is one of them, Interface Floor. So so I think it's hopeful, and I'm I'm delighted that you're seeing um, my book and those steps in the end game as as part of that, um, but the you know the the if we're looking at the steps, observation is really the second step, and and it's a it's a special kind of observation. Everything in the steps um, is has a has a different meaning than than people um, assume because observation most of us will say, well, I'm a very good observer. Uh-huh. And uh, and I don't doubt it. Uh, however, um, you have to ask yourself the question: In what domain? Because we are usually good observers, uh, or reasonably reasonably good observers of uh, the external world. Uh, you know, other people. You know, we see in other people what we don't see in ourselves. Yeah. Um, so the observation that we're talking about in the ungame that um, is step two in this process I call COSA. Uh, and the uh, O stands for observe. And we can go back. I, I alluded a little yeah, bit to the, <laughs> the, the first one. 
Um, yes. And we can go back to that if you like. But the ob- observation, since you asked uh, that question, um, is, um, is a special observation. And it is the observation of yourself. But that, again, people will say, oh, I know what that is. And I want to say, hold on a second, hold on a second, maybe not. So, um, you know, suspend judgment a little bit and don't come in with, oh, I already know what you mean, because those may very well be the most three most dangerous words in the English language, <laughs> I already know. But you're not going to be open to, to hearing anything else. Um, so observation is not the same thing as analysis. You know, and we do have plenty of self-analysis, um, you know, um, and, and we have lots of, I am this way because, or I got this way because. No, this is not what we're talking about with self-observation. Self-observation is in the very moment that it's happening. In the, if you think back in the story, every time that uh, Sam, the protagonist, speaks, uh, the coach, um, you know, has a um, a question uh, that uh, uh, invites Sam to look inside of himself, and the question is always about what he just said, so that when he says Joe or whatever his name, one of his employees is. Uh, you know, Joe is 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 uh, lazy. You know, he's always hanging around the water cooler. Well, um, so uh, the coach notices that uh, that um, Sam has a um, conclusion, and so um, she asks questions about that conclusion. So, um, you know, what has you? Um, what has you decide, des, uh, decide that Joe is lazy? What is he doing? And um, uh, what's your um, energy like when you um, when you describe Joe in this way? You know, it always comes right back to him and describing his own energy and describing, uh, you know, what has led him to that conclusion and so forth. So it's an observation in in real time of the thinking that's occurring at that moment in time that will lead to something that Sam is not aware of. And once he's aware of it, once he sees it, oh, well, now new possibilities emerge out of that observation. Does it make sense? Oh, yes. And, you know, something else you say later on, too, is that there are no difficult people. And, um, I, I find that a really um, beautiful observation because how many times, you know, you may say, oh, this person's lazy or or this person is just difficult, <laughs> you know, or yes. in one way or another. And and then you, you know, give up and you can't always give up. I mean, it depends if you're the manager and this person, you know, you're managing this person and it's not working well, then there are ways of giving up. But um you know, often we have to work with, quote, difficult people um, and people. And so you, but they're not difficult is what, what you no, say. No, it's an, it's a, it's, and it's great what you're saying, you give up. Uh, because that's precisely what happens. Because once you have characterized someone, they are no longer a possibility for you. Yes. And so, 
So, you know, then then all you want to do is avoid them, get rid of them, um, somehow mitigate the situation, but, um, you know, uh, uh, try to change them uh, when maybe, maybe, just maybe, um, uh, the way that you are seeing them is uh, the biggest part of your challenge. And so once you are confronted with, hmm, there are there are no difficult people because um, difficult, like lazy or smart or any of that, is a characterization. It is something that you made up. Uh, it's some it's a conclusion that um, results from um, some things that that you think you have observed or that other people told you or whatever. But uh, be that as it may, Susan, if you are with someone and in, 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 and you think of them as difficult, would you agree that you interact with them differently than if you say, um, hmm, now, Cho is really interesting. Yes. Would, you, would you interact with him differently if he were interesting or if he were difficult? I mean... Oh, well, definitely. You know what I'm saying. If the person was interesting, you know... Um, two things come to mind, and, and um, having worked in the software world, for example, I sometimes had the task of talking to people who preferred to sit in their office and code. They really didn't want to interact with other people and were not really into that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they were brilliant coders. And so you mm-hmm. could view that person as totally uncommunicated and you know, just impossible or really difficult to talk to. Or you could walk into their office and find some connection. You know, I'll tell you, um, at the beginning of this show, I said something about how a really honest thing, and I swear if this person was listening, they would probably really understand, and I'm not saying they are, but where I found out I was in a really challenging situation, and because I had a conversation with someone about how this person had just been yelled at by a a VP, you know, it was very stressful, and then it kind of carried down. But we had that conversation, Ingrid. Now, I didn't have your book, (laughs) but we had something right. And and I have to be careful because people can look things up. It's really obvious where I came from. This was not, this is not a socially unconscious place. It's a place that has been, steadily doing what they can, generally known as not that. And so it's just that every organization can have, there can be challenges, and this is where you feel. And so so it's so, when I look, and this was years ago, when I look back at it, I just see how so many gaps could have been filled by this kind of a thing. And yet we were doing it to a point. You know, when I talked to my, this person, um, and we had that conversation that was so honest. What do you think happened, Ingrid? I mean, we we connected in, in the heart. Absolutely, and it, it it is amazing what happens when um, you, you quote unquote tell the truth. There is there is reason for the saying, "The truth shall set you free." However, I, I use that in quotes because um, you know to 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 really. Um, Mm, uh, be clear um, is, is is not so easy, but it, it, yeah. it does 
protect you. And being clear um, oftentimes means uh, making yourself vulnerable. Now, vulnerable uh, in the book, I, I use a, a different definition than the psychological definition, which may be fragile. Um, I think of vulnerable more about um, as letting the winds of life blow freely over your soul, which is something that I got from a coach of mine. And yeah. uh, it means that you're 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 going to go with what um, with the flow, and you're going to go with what is. And sometimes, what is what is is just really really um, being uh, straightforward and 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 saying. You know, um, oh, when I said that to you, I was really worried that you would um, uh, uh, be unhappy with me, and um, I hesitated saying it. And I'm pretty uh-huh. proud of myself that I said it to you uh-huh. anyway. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, this is a, yeah. the kind of yeah. telling, not not like, um, you know, you really were a jerk. <laughs> Some people may think that's telling the truth. No, that's a, that's an assessment. That's another one of those characterizations, like you're a difficult person. No, you know, saying the truth is, oh, here's what I see. Here's what I've learned. This is uh, what I'm letting go of. Um, you know, being a, um, a, a human being with another human being, because we're all in this together. And um, there's nothing wrong with any of us, and and we all are filled with doubts and worries and fears, and we all, uh, as my, a good description might be, we all have a hero's heart and a monkey's mind. <laughs> We're going to yes. get ourselves into trouble with that yes. monkey mind. Yes. But, you know, we can be generous with each other and with ourselves, and the best thing we can do is is to is to be straightforward and direct. It's always good for uh, connecting. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's funny, as we're talking, I'm thinking about, um, on the last show I had a guest where we were talking about certain personality characteristics we have and how when we come to know ourselves, and I, I'm sitting here, a part of me is saying, and I'm, this is me being honest, but I'm going to tell you how this is me being honest about who I am, is I'm kind of all over the map. That's how I do my show. And it works because it's me. It just works. However, at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, I really want to give you the opportunity to share the steps in a methodical way. And it's funny because as a computer scientist, (laughs) you would think I would only be step by step by step. But the funny thing is, is the way that I am sort of all over map is exactly why I was kind of an idea person on you know, in the corporate place and doing other things. And so, okay, see if I can force. See, you know, I'm all over the map. I'm trying to formulate a question. First of all, I want to make sure we do have the opportunity to step through the steps, but now I'm also realizing the more interesting part of this question is when we come to see, okay, I'm this way. I jump ahead. I do a lot of things, that, but they also tend to come up with, you know, some helpful ideas. Okay, so if I come into relationship with myself in that way and I'm relating to someone, so you're very dynamic and it's really easy to, to, to do this, but how do I formulate this in a question? So how, how do I recognize that I'm this way? It's also a strength, but that, you know, there are probably things I can do to work with it. And then, then also give you the opportunity to, 
to share in the way that that you like to share? I mean, I guess that's kind of the question because it's very important in the workplace, and I know that I encountered it. Ah, uh, so um, this. Uh, how do I recognize that I'm I'm this way? You've you've described yourself beautifully. That um, and, <laughs> and and I loved about what your description um, is that uh, you own that it works. I'm all over the map, and it works. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and so you delight in that. Well, how wonderful. So um, I, I um, how do I recognize that I'm this way? I suspect that that's a process. Uh, it's not, uh, and, and maybe at, the, at a certain point, all of a sudden, it'll hit you that way. Uh, and you say, ah, you know, I see, and you put it all together. Or in coaching, um, probably uh, you wind up recognizing that a little bit more quickly because you have a committed listener uh, in your coach. So it's a back and forth and in a partnership, and the, the coach will um, help you see uh, how you are uh, and that perhaps being all over the map really works. So you see, it can be expedited, but mostly I think it's a moment of grace where you see, oh, my God, and I had a similar thing, uh, and, and that is that I do a lot of things by trial and error. And I used to feel embarrassed about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought, oh, this is not efficient. Um, and and um, I... It... it, it 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 works for me. I'm not going to say it, that you should do it that way, not at all. Uh, but it works for me, uh, and and I have lots and lots of examples of that. But I don't need to do that. So um, you know, in in the workplace, though, um, you know, we, we tend to want people to be more like us. Not just in the workplace. That's really yeah. everywhere. And that's something that we need to um, need to give up. Stop it! <laughs> you know, um, because everyone were uh, all over the map, or if everyone did everything by trial and error, oh my God! You know what a um, the world would be such a monochromatic place. We would hate that. So shouldn't we be just thrilled at the diversity? And wouldn't it be just grand to look at people on knowing uh, that um, they are a mystery, you know, uh, that they are a hero with a hero's heart and a monkey's mind. And so um, I, I, I like to think that we want to approach our relationships, whether it's in business or elsewhere, our children, you know, um, anyone we don't know, uh, with a, a great, generous dose of um, a generosity of spirit, and uh, and and um, to to know that uh, um, they are. Um, just find the way they are. And again, if I were to ask you, I know what your answer would be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> um, when you interact with someone and you see mm -hmm. them as not broken and not needing to be fixed, 
when you see them as having their own answers, when you see them as wanting to make a contribution in life, when you see them as if they are making a contribution to you right now, would you interact differently than if you saw them as broken and needing to be fixed, as not having their own answers, and that you have their answers and have to supply it to them, that they are a drain on you. Uh, Would you uh, interact differently with um, uh, a person depending on uh, the attitude that I've just brought forth? Oh, yes. And, you know, it really, truthfully, Ingrid, it requires a very honest and loving relationship with yourself (laughs) because... I have actually been in the situation where that's been characterized as broken. And, you know, or I could view, very much project, that if you're not keeping up with wherever I'm jumping, well, then you're broken. <laughs> you know, yes. and, and see see how I yes. change my my voice, because that's not the way. But But here's the gentler way, and I think this is what I was attempting to get at, in my question, because I know you capture this in your work and in your book, and it's a beautiful thing, Ingrid, is once I realized, I've actually even experienced this. Um, In fact, it was with the same person. One time I was jumping around. It was in the office. And this person who had been honest with me that one day, another day, said, you're going too fast. Don't do that. Please don't jump around. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so I stopped and I said, well, see, at that time I would tend to think, oh, maybe that's broken. See, so there you're helping me with that. In fact, you're even helping me realize even more it's not broken. But I do bear a responsibility, Ingrid, in the sense of, okay, how can I help? We're together. We're working on a problem, working on a problem at work or, you know, we're having a show. I want to make sure that you express what you'd like to express. And and so my responsibility is then to respect that other person and say, oh, oh, okay, you know, I am jumping around a bit, and yeah, I like to do that. That's who I am. But but you know what? Let's let's go back. You know, like for you, I might say because I keep feeling this responsibility that says I need to let you tell us step one. And <laughs> Although we're so beyond that now, I don't know. You know, it's just not going to be that conventional. Yeah. But that's my computer uh, okay. science. Well, I'm going to try to go through the it? steps real quickly. But I, uh, what you said uh, is is so good. I need to respond to that. Yes, please. <laughs> you know, because when you said you need to have a very loving relationship with yourself, well, um, you know, the the um, in in order to um, to be able to see people that way, and that's um, that's true. As a matter of fact, you need to be able to see yourself as not broken and not needing yes. to be fixed. You need yes. to see yourself having your own answers, and you need to be able to see yourself as as uh, uh, knowing that you want to make a contribution and yes. knowing that you are uh, are being a contribution. So, in that example that you gave. Um, you know, the person um, who said to you, uh, stop, you're going too fast, you know what, I wouldn't see that as um, me being broken. The way that I would see that was, oh, good, he's giving me some feedback. Yes, and let yes. And see, you see. <laughs> oh, in other words, because I am not thinking that I'm broken and need to be fixed, then I don't have to lay it on you when you tell me something. 
um, you know, then I'm just appreciative that you had the courage to say, stop, stop, don't go so fast, you know. Right. Yeah, right. so, yeah, it's uh, we have so much control about how, uh, how to be, and that goes then if, uh, to step one in, in this coaching process in, in the book. The C uh, stands for choose, and it means I'm choosing who I'm willing to be in um you know in this interaction like in your interview uh with me um it it can mean this whole day i'm you know i, I am choosing and i'm choosing from a list of of qualities that are imbued with great energy uh and they've actually been tested and they are they are qualities as i'm mentioning them just even notice how you experience them around your heart region uh as i'm mentioning them uh, I'm not mentioning all of them because um, I'll, I'll go into the other things too. But I'm willing to be um, alert, yes. attentive, kind, compassionate, gentle, generous, empowering, enthusiastic, joyous, courageous, vulnerable, and so forth. How, are you noticing an energy around your heart region uh, as you hear those qualities? Yes, it's Pardon all me? gentle. My voice yes. is soft. It's gentle. It's nurturing. It's accepting. Yes, yes. And, and, and so, again, when I consciously choose and know that I can choose and that there is this uh, hero that I am yes. that's separate from my monkey mind, well, can you see that that could guide my interaction with someone? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's very powerful, and of course it's much more powerful when experienced, which in the book, you know, I wanted people to experience it. And so that's why it's a story. And then the O in COSA, uh, the O is, well, once I've chosen to be, um, generous, uh, gentle, kind, empowering, uh, enthusiastic, clear. Let's say, let's let's say I choose five qualities, and I do, by the way, choose them daily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I go into a, a scary meeting, I choose them. Uh, you yes. say, um, so that I am more, um, I am um, well prepared for the meeting, simply out of my mindset, my, the choice as to who I'm willing to be. Not that I can guarantee it, but I can use it to guide me. And so yes. the observation is about my own thinking. And I, and I really think we've talked quite a bit about that during this interview, that um, the O stands for observing the thinking. Yes. And I'd like to say one more thing about that. We sometimes think that we, um, you know, think original thoughts. First of all, um, some a lot of research has been done that uh, disputes that. Uh, uh-huh. You know, we have cultural inheritance uh, of thinking, and so we're not um, always thinking original thoughts. And besides that, how we think, we oftentimes think that what we think is true and that we have to believe everything we think. Well, that's a problem, too, because not everything that I think is the truth. And so we learn to make distinctions in our thinking uh, through observation. 
Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's, it's, it's examining the thinking that is thinking us rather than uh, the thinking that uh, we, um, you know, are uh, cognizant of and in charge of, um, unconscious thinking. So that is the O, so now we've got two, the yes. choosing and the observing. Uh, you want to say anything else before I talk about the other, the last two? Well, well, I want you to have the opportunity to to talk about them. Although, of course, I there's one thing I wanted to say that that really touched me as you were explaining this is at one point you said, "When I think to myself, I'm going into a scary meeting." You know, there was something about that comment that you made, and then it's how you acknowledge that to yourself. I really love that. Is that? That's part of the show in a way. You know, that yes, you know, you look at yourself and you know, this meeting feels kind of scary, you know, whatever it is. And then you use I, the concepts. And so I felt that was a very honest, reflective thing to say. So, But, yes, please do explain the last two or we'll run out of time, and I want to make sure you okay. can get through them all. And <laughs> We'll do it. But, but I'm glad you mentioned that because – uh, yes, uh, I can say that easily because I also know that I'm bigger than my fears. Yes. And so are you and so are all your listeners. Uh, we are all bigger than our fears. We 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 just um, perhaps need some help to see that and to apply that in our everyday living. So, <clears throat> so once we've observed, for example, that uh, we've stopped ourselves because oh, my gosh, that meeting was so scary, and I'm not going to say anything. And, indeed, we mm-hmm. went into the meeting, and we we were hiding. Uh, and let's say we bring that to our coach, and we observe that, uh, and we observe the thinking, uh, then um, maybe what happens is in the coaching session, um, I see as the client that, Oh, my goodness, I stopped myself because I had this thought that I was sure was the truth. Mm-hmm. And so um, the S in COSA is about saying yes. What's um, a special kind of saying yes? It's saying yes to a lesson or it's saying yes to something that you become aware of in the coaching. So in my example... Uh, the client became aware of, um, uh, I stopped myself uh, because I was sure that uh, what I was thinking, namely that it was, um, that I was going to get hurt was the absolute truth. And now I see that um, it was a conclusion that I uh, was entertaining and um and a conclusion is different from the truth. It's different from the facts. And so, you know, the coach and, and the client explore that. But when the client says, oh, I see, I see I did that, and um, so I'm saying yes to a lesson, namely that in a future similar situation, I may be scared and I'm going to uh, be able to remember that um, – the being scared is just a feeling I have, and I am not my feelings. Uh, I have feelings, but I'm bigger than my fears. And I, um, the the truth is, it was just Jack who was uh, um, not smiling and who hurried through the meeting. 
and uh, I thought it was all about me, but it really was all about Jack. So the next time, I'm going to speak up. So it's about saying yes to a lesson. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, definitely. Although I will tell you, um, we are running, the time is running down, so I want to give you a chance to at least introduce the last one. Um, I I swear I could talk to you for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm really, this is probably my favorite interview in a long, long time, so I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and I'm it, enjoying it, uh, it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you can I can tell you've read the book um, uh, thoroughly, and and that's of course always pleasing. So I'll make it short. The A is the fourth step because we are talking about four play, meaning four, one, two, three, four, um, yes. four moves, four plays um, in this game called life on life's playing field. Um, and um, the A stands for act, and a lot of people think, oh, well, I knew that. You know, you have to take action. Well, it's true. If you're coaching, the ultimate goal is to take um, yeah. take some action, but it's based on lessons that you've become aware of, not just on what somebody else thinks is a good idea it's a, is a good idea or even what you think is a good idea, but what action makes sense um, based on, um, let's say the lesson that you learn that, um, you know, you have scary thoughts, but you are not them. You know, like yeah. what action uh, would be an authentic action to take? And it may be a low-risk um, action where you say, well, uh, I've been meaning to talk to my uh, daughter or son or husband or wife uh, or teacher or whatever about um, something, and now I feel really scared about that conversation, but... I'm going to have that conversation anyway, given that I know, um, you know, I I am bigger than my feelings. So it's yeah. taking an authentic action based on what you have become aware of in your observations. And um, in that conversation, I suspect you will do the thing in COSA that starts it all, and namely the C, choosing who you're willing to be in that conversation probably courageous and open and receptive and those kinds of wonderful qualities. So that would be an example of the four steps, choosing, observing, saying yes to a lesson that you've become aware of, and then acting on that lesson. Ah, Well, you did a beautiful job of going through that. And let me tell you, Ingrid, thank you for being courageous and who you are in the midst of this conversation. This has been an absolutely delightful interview. I have so enjoyed it. I have really enjoyed talking to you. And I think just based on my experience and where what I've certainly observed, you have you have some brilliant ideas here and you're conveying them beautifully. And I do hope oh, people go so to your much. website and and get your book. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, theungamebook.com or ingridmartin.com or go to Amazon. You'll find me, and I I appreciate you very much, Susan. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Take care. You too. (laughs) Um, Very quickly, very quickly, the next show. And thank you, live audience. I saw we've been on the front page again. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I know you have some choices in that. Thank you for for helping us today. 
Mark David Gerson is on the show Tuesday, September 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific. We're going to talk about his new book, Sarah's Year, and that'll be a fun conversation. And go to FrontierBeyondFear.com to find all the shows in the archive and also upcoming shows. This schedule is ramping up. I'm getting a lot of shows coming online almost every day, and I am just so delighted to have guests like Ingrid Martin today, and I do encourage you, and now we're flowing into the um, podcast, I know, seamlessly here, I do encourage you to explore Ingrid's website. On the page, it says ungamebook.com is what we have up. She's got a couple of sites, and I think you've gotten a beautiful, beautiful example of how she works with people. So if you're seeking a coach, you can really see what an authentic, um, thoughtful, heartful person she is. So um, I encourage you to explore her work. So thank you once again, everyone, and I will see you next time. Catch up over the weekend at FrontierBeyondFear.com. There are just so many beautiful shows in the archive, and um, I hope that you are choosing who you truly would like to be. Take care, everyone.